In this issue, I'd like to talk about the Trump indictment. As you probably noticed from my previous lessons, I don't like to look at the surface of events or political affairs. I like to go a little bit deeper. In this whole Trump situation, I think we have to take a step back and say, why is Mr. Trump in this situation and what does it say about American culture right now? I just don't think a man such as Trump can do what he does alone. American culture created him and now it keeps feeding the Trump frenzy, so to speak. What made Mr. Trump a viable or acceptable candidate, if we can remember, was first when he became a national icon by becoming almost a paragon of success in the 1980s, or at least displaying the outward appearance of a colorful billionaire. And all of this seemed to come at the time with the advent of CNN. And it was Rona Barrett, the CNN entertainment reporter at the time, who really put Mr. Trump on the map. And then, then the media saw that he just had great appeal to the American public because of his controversialness, his wealth, and just the glamorous lifestyle he seemed to lead. It fit perfectly into many American culture values that we have at this time. Well, especially the 1980s, the arrival of the belief in extraordinary wealth as being the ideal American mission, so to speak. The Reagan administration came in in 1981 and wanted to bring back America to whatever it was was traditional values. And one of those was the belief that we had to return to some kind of national state where there was the pure free market. And out of that became the worship of the heroes of the new free market order, or what was thought was the new free market order, but actually it was not a radical change from the 60s or the 1940s, which even today many liberals believe was the high point of American liberalism, but... The real facts are is that America has never really strayed from its major mission since the late 1800s of the belief in the free market or capitalism as being the ultimate savior of virtually all problems. So Trump came in and with the new multi-universe of many, many channels beginning in about 1980 when I believe the founding of CNN was in June or July of, or maybe sooner, of 1980. 
and that also spawned the e-channel and other entertainment venues where people could not get enough entertainment news. But as far as Mr. Trump was concerned, we all know that the show that made him was The Apprentice when ABC put Mr. Trump on the air. But getting back to the current situation, and we have to remember that Trump was elected. Many liberals in this country, when he was elected, said democracy was in threat. Well, isn't the current definition or the really unexamined definition of democracy is when the people either have the power, which is not really true, but at least the people have the power to vote and, and, and put a candidate who is on the ballot into office. So Trump, like Adolf Hitler in the 1930s, was elected by the American public. Well, Hitler was elected in Germany by... Uh, an electoral process. But then, of course, once he did get in, he eliminated all other parties besides the Nazi party. So many commentators today say that if Trump gets back in or... But we have to remember that who are his supporters? And why is it at this time in American history that the national public needs Trump at this moment. Well, I think the reason was is that beginning in 2008 with the Great Recession and its aftermath, Americans were facing a lot of uncertainty, economic uncertainty, and that always leads to political uncertainty. And in America, this was affecting especially the the working class. During that Great Recession, the unemployment rate of college graduates was about 3 or 4%. And they pretty much sailed through that so-called Great Recession. But the working class, the American working class, and particularly minorities their unemployment rate was around 10 or 12%. So, the American working class was looking towards the future and saying, how can we become more secure? And Mr. Trump came on the scene and said that the reason you workers are facing uncertainty is because of the fact that immigrants, particularly the Mexicans, are taking your jobs. Which is not true at all. Because most of the jobs that the immigrants are doing are jobs that Americans would not fill. And in particular, another point is that most illegal immigrants come to America by airplane, not by crossing the American-Mexican border. 
These illegal immigrants will come to, from a variety of countries on visas and just overstay their visas. But then again, it is hard to imagine that these illegal immigrants could be really an economic threat to most Americans. Because with their lack of documentation as being citizens of America, these illegal immigrants can never really hold a viable job. But then again, when politicians get talking and the people are hungry for answers, such as the Germans were in the 1930s, people will listen to a message that somehow gives them hope or solves their problems. So on the basis of this, Donald Trump was elected president. And another point is the fact that Americans just believe that the American president can do more than he can do. They never talk about the limits of presidential power during the election campaign. There just becomes the belief in the whole nation that, okay, we got a Democrat, we got a Republican, and really whoever wins is really going to be able to do things. But our American political system is more complicated than that. The American presidency has to deal with the Congress and the Supreme Court, and also the lower federal courts, which in our nation, thankfully, had stopped Trump from doing some of his ambitions regarding illegal immigrations. And also, thankfully, members of his, the own, his own party, the Republicans in the Senate, we're blocking him as well. So I think even for American culture to move forward, we have to start to turn away from the American presidency as being the total savior. Because year after year, we keep on turning to the next president, hoping that he will solve some kind of problems And it just creates frustrations because people are not seeing these problems solved and yet they keep on returning to the same source and that is why they are frustrated because the presidency can never do all that the people or the media believes it can do. But the question is, too, why was Trump needed at this point in American history? Well, I think it is because that somehow it's getting America through a difficult period, ironically, because Americans facing the economic uncertainty somehow felt comfort in Trump's message. And the troubling things, the Democrats could not come up with a formidable alternative.
Democratic Party really, in all of its modern existence, even since FDR, has not gone far enough in developing the American welfare state. And that is what has to be done to prevent events such as 2008 causing great uncertainty among the American working class. But it's complicated because, and we saw this in the 1960s and even the 1930s, that Americans would not support more social welfare programs anyway because they don't believe in a handout and they'd rather work a hard job and and uh, not really being amount to much just because they have that feeling that taking pride in somehow working hard. Maybe we can call it the Bruce Springsteen effect. Because Bruce Springsteen is very famous for elevating the American working class. So songs like, such as songs such as his can be kind of not effective for American the American political world. And we have this idea in America, well, we try to elevate the working class, but really we believe in the rich more. So it's complicated. But in politics in general, going back to what Mr. Trump represents, is that you have to take an more overall view of American culture and see where Mr. Trump fits in and why this is happening. Mr. Trump cannot act alone. He has to have supporters. People vote him in. And uh, why aren't they supporting more, say, liberal candidates like Bernie Sanders? Because the Bernie Sanders movement was born out of the same problems, the Great Recession that came in 2008. A candidate like such as Bernie Sanders, a proclaimed socialist, would not have gained any traction in 2004, for example. But now, because of the economic uncertainty, socialism and other liberal values began to be listened to more. And a lot of intellectuals have always sort of been in that direction, but they are kind of vague on what they want. Most of the premier liberal intellectuals in America, like Robert Reich or Paul Krugman, Joseph Stiglitz, and others, they are not really socialists. They just sort of be against what the Republicans propose. So they're going for what the Democrats propose, and a lot of times the Democrats are coming up short and not proposing any kind of an idea such as of a European welfare state which seems to be working pretty well which has put Europe at the top of the list of most international rankings in quality of life 
So Donald Trump had, as promised, sort of that despite the near crisis of the 2008 economic situation, America really does not have to change. He said, our economic system is sound, our social welfare system is sound. All we have to do is stop illegal immigrants from coming here and there were no, there never will be any more recessions or depressions. So he sort of promised that America can stay the same even though the world is changing and globalization is just making the world economy more subject to great economic uncertainty. <clears throat> but to get out of all the situation, I think America and other countries have to find a solution to operating in an economy that is subject to booms and busts. We have to create some kind of stable economic order Uh, where we don't are not subject to this kind of economic calamity, and that always leads to political calamity. So it can be very strongly be argued that if America would have developed a stronger welfare state, even during LBJ's Great Society, which never went far enough, it could have prevented the rise of conservative figures such as Ronald Reagan, George W. Bush, and Ronald and um, Donald Trump. These figures were all created because of economic uncertainties. In the late 70s, it was inflation and just, as Jimmy Carter talked about in one of his speeches, his so-called malaise speech, he believed that America was facing a spiritual crisis because of the conflict, the war in Vietnam, the Watergate crisis, Stagflation, high inflation, high interest rates, unemployment. So he laid out the problem and Ronald Reagan seemed to pr promise a solution. So in conclusion... When we see Donald Trump indicted for a crime, and we don't know where this is going to go and probably nowhere. But we have to step back and say, what is causing all this? And where should America go in the future? How can we put more hope in leaders that promise a progressive future and a concern for each American, where we don't have to feel like we are competing against each other for a good life. But thank you for listening. <laughs>